Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today we have a very special episode for you guys. We're going to be visiting with Kelsey Boyd. She's the owner of Silver Market Company, located in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Kelsey, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to learn more about you and your company there in Mason County. But first, I want to tell the folks a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week at this time, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country as well. Since 2017, our goal is to be bringing you these amazing, inspiring, and encouraging stories business stories each week from right here in the mountain state. We believe that by encouraging others with the possibilities that entrepreneurship and small business ownership can bring, we can all help change the direction of West Virginia and help keep our young people here in the state as well. We just love telling these stories that quite frankly, a lot of people never get to hear about. Our hope is that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state, right in our backyard. And we wanna encourage people to stay here or to come here and build a great company or even move back here if you've left West Virginia and be a part of this amazing small business culture and small business ecosystem that we have in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too, day in and day out. They're not talking about it, they're getting it done. And I'm convinced that we can all learn from their experiences and in my humble opinion most importantly their stories over the past several years we've produced close to 300 episodes and positively west virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization you can learn more about our mission of promoting small business entrepreneurship and, and even nonprofits in west virginia at positivelywv.com our guest once again today is Kelsey Boyd. She's the owner of Silver Market Company in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, right there in Mason County. Kelsey, welcome again to Positively West Virginia. Thanks. Yes. Kelsey Boyd launched Silver Market Company in 2016. Her company manufactures soap and skincare products using sustainable plant-based materials and packaging. Kelsey has always enjoyed making home remedy products for herself and would gift them to friends and family over the years. And eventually this grew into a small pop-up market that then grew into its own retail and manufacturing space. Kelsey's products can be found in a variety of boutiques and shops across West Virginia. And you can now visit Silver Market's home base at 215 6th Street in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. We invited Kelsey on the show today to talk about Silver Market Company, to share their business story, and to talk about the company that she leads right here in West Virginia. Kelsey, thanks again for being on the show. Take a minute and tell us a little bit about Silver Market Company. So I started this business in 2016, but it was actually in 2015, I think, is when I first started making all of this stuff and gifting it. So I was, I just finished, finished grad school and I was a year into my new job post grad school. And um, I was living in Mason County and, and I really started making products because I wanted to find cleaner products um, with clean ingredients. And, um, oh, it sounds like someone just hit my building out there. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was something that couldn't be found in Mason County anywhere. Um, so I either had to leave to find it and if I could, it was pretty expensive. So I just 
um, started making things myself and I learned by watching multiple YouTube videos and experimenting hmm. and lots of trial and error. So I started gifting to friends and family and my uh, girlfriends loved them. And I think their reaction and even my family too, but their reaction kind of gave me the boost of confidence that I needed. So it kind of grew very organically. Um, I started marketing them uh, and doing little pop-ups like our, there's a firehouse in my little hometown that does, I think it's a Christmas pop-up where people bring their homemade goods to sell. And so I did that. And then I started at a little farmer's market in my hometown where it was just me and um, maybe a couple of other vendors from time to time and people showed up for it. And so that um, showed me that there was a much bigger need for the products that I was making than just uh, for myself. And um, the community has been very supportive since, so. That's awesome. Kelsey, tell us a little bit about your background. Where, where are you originally from? So I'm originally from, I grew up in Mason County here uh, yeah. in New Haven area, Leachar area. I went to Wilhelma High School. Yeah, of course. Um, so we're just across the river from Ohio. Um, yeah. you, know, you could stand and see Ohio from the other side of the river where mm. I'm at. Um, but yeah, I uh, am here in Point Pleasant now. So basically it's such a small little county. I'm not from Point Pleasant, so to say, but all of these little towns, it feels like it's my hometown. Yeah, well, you'd mentioned that you uh, you went to graduate school. What, where did you go to school and what's your degree in? So I went to Ohio University. I started out, I actually started out at Marshall University um, on a art scholarship. And then I ended up, I, I was kind of wishy-washy throughout school. I ended up in this um, program through Hawking College actually called Ecotourism. And I just wanted to travel when a friend of mine had told me about it. And so I signed up for this program just to travel and we did all of these amazing things. And it really kind of, growing up in Appalachia, I've always been really connected to nature. I grew up in a family where we're all always outside on the weekends together. And so this program actually kind of introduced me to ecology and all of these little things that I, I you know, environmental uh, consciousness. And, mm. and so I kind of brought that back and have incorporated that into my business. But I actually finished my degree in sociology. Um, and that's what I finished my master's in. And I actually studied um, ICTs in Appalachia. That was what I focused on, uh, which is information and communication technology. And so that's another major influencer on this business is that, um, you know, when doing my work and focusing on West Virginia, I realized that ICTs were a great way or a great um, tool for small businesses like mine to use. So Silver Market is actually, we're working on our sixth year in business, but we just opened up our retail shop. So we're, we're just now finally a brick and mortar store, whereas before we've used social media as our marketing platform, which has been totally free to us. And then also Etsy has been our online platform that we use. And so we've shipped to every state in the nation from West Virginia just by utilizing that tool. That's um, awesome. So basically, my, yeah, thank you. So my goal is to kind of help other small business owners kind of realize the potential. Um, I had so many people mention um our location kind of is a downfall for us but i i truly think that it's been um the community support was so supportive i think that like when you're starting a small business it's so hard to 
to gain traction and to find your target audience and to find mm. those people to really help build you up and keep mm. that momentum going. And Point Pleasant offered that immediately, straight mm. away here. And not just in Point Pleasant, but we we ship a lot of products out of state, but a lot of our customers are people who are from West Virginia who now live outside of West Virginia that just want to support West Virginia businesses and see their hometowns grow. That's amazing. Yeah. If you if you wouldn't uh, mind, Kelsey, t- tell us your thirty second pitch for Silver Market Company. In other words, what is it you tell people that you do? So I tell people that we manufacture plant or uh, soap and skincare uh, using plant-based materials and sustainable packaging. So uh, we're located in Chemical Valley, um, Appalachia. And so one of my uh, one of my biggest, the main role that I want Silver Market to play here is sort of its role in sustainability. Mm. Um, and that being the products that we use, the ingredients that go into them, and also what happens to these ingredients um, after they've left manufacturing and have gone into the consumer's hands. So right now we're working on um, refillables in a zero waste program where people, we we use very little plastic packaging. Um, So we're trying to reduce waste. Uh, We're trying to focus on reducing the carbon footprint that we provide. And one way to do that now with our brick and mortar location is to provide a location where people can come back in for refills or to bring their packaging back in that can be reused. So glass is something um, that we use a whole, whole lot of, uh, and it's getting harder and harder to find in the U.S., I feel like. So um, it's just kind of the the natural rate that we need to be going towards. And um, yeah, so a, a, a very, we're a very uh, small town, um, small batch, soapery. Uh, that really focuses on clean ingredients, but also using sustainable ingredients. So just because an ingredient is natural doesn't mean that we'll um, use it. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah. So well, that's we're, fantastic. We're well, well, let's talk a little bit about um, your products. What are some of the things that you're known for? What are some of your um, your you know big sellers, if you will? So one of the most popular ingre- or, uh, products that we have is the kombucha toners, uh, which is a very, very simple product, basically made just with kombucha vinegar and floral hydrazoles. Um, and the vinegar is something that we make here in-house, our own kombucha. Um, and that has been very useful for a lot of people. And then of course, we were just talking about the lip balms that we are completely yeah. sold out of right now, wow. uh, which is, you know, people say it's a good problem to have until you're uh, facing the customers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah. right. But um, that has been really popular. Soap, of course, is uh, something that's been very popular. Um, we don't use any artificial fragrance in our products. And I think that really attracts uh, a lot of customers that we have. I think a lot of people struggle with um, allergies and are are just looking for uh, even cleaner scents. If you walk into our shop, it's kind of an interesting experience because no scent is artificial and people are kind of taken aback by it. It's, it's um, you know, it catches them in this trance of aromatherapy. So there's definitely a big difference there. That's awesome. You know, uh, it's funny listening to you uh, speak about natural ingredients, especially in soap. Uh, back it, when we when the pandemic really first started, we were all being encouraged to wash our hands, and and I, I was using uh, at the time a uh, a national uh, antibacterial soap, 
And all of a sudden, like with, you know, obviously frequent hand washing, we were all probably obsessing about it, but I got the worst skin breakdown from using that real harsh soap. And I started getting, it was just affecting my whole, you know, all my skin really. And, uh, come to find out that that was that antibacterial, um, ingredient that they were using in that soap was very, very harsh and uh, detrimental to having good effective skincare. And so have, have switched to more or, you know, organic products. I can't wait to try your, your soaps out. Uh, and I'm sure that I'll find that, uh, that it'll have a great effect on, on my skin, you know, as yeah. even as a guy, I mean, you know, you got to keep your skin moist. It's our largest organ. And wow, what a yeah, great, uh, what a great product line it, you have. That's, that's super it, cool to learn about. And it comes with a lot of education. I know a lot of men are kind of, I, I force all the men in my family to try out our products. So I feel like it's normal for me to see men using <laughs> these skincare products Yeah. because they are, they are the ones really demanding specific products this year. We're working on a men's line and that is coming from hey. the multiple requests from them. That's but I think perfect. people are, yeah, they're realizing it's part of your health. Um, your skin is the largest organ that you have to take care of and it plays a big impact on your overall well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. Antibacterial. Your skin is its own microbiome. You've got good bacteria that you end up wiping out with too much antibacterial. Yeah. Products. My goodness. I, I saw it first. Saw it firsthand. You know, two years ago, and and I I have not gone back to that product since. You will not find it in my household. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's our goal. That's what we do is to make products that don't that don't stress your skin out too much or don't awesome. completely wipe out its own natural biome. So I, I love it. Kelsey, tell us what you would say is the thing you're most excited about for Silver Market Company right now. Um, the thing that I'm most excited about is the zero waste um, mm. direction that we're headed. And the retail shop is probably, that's probably what I'm most excited for is having the brick and mortar space because that's opened up a lot of different doors for us. Um, in the ingredients that we have access to and then also the way that we get to communicate with our customers. Uh, I've, I've been able to um, talk to my customers face-to-face -face before, but it was kind of few and far between at different pop-ups here and there. And so now I feel like, I don't know, this connection that I've made with our customers, um, whether it be online or via uh, pop-ups is really kind of showing itself in its true form. And it's, I don't know, it's making me feel a lot more creative. I think people are coming in and giving more feedback and telling me the things that they would like to see in the future. And so that's, mm. it's really exciting when your customers are just as excited as you are. I think if I were to open this up and didn't really have a good idea as to what direction we are going to take it. And I think the idea that simply we're being forced to change is really fun for us because I know we're changing for the better and it's not it's not something that um, is going to wipe us out, but make us uh, even more grounded and stable, I think, um, in future years to come. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. So, Kelsey, talk a little bit about um, your, you know, you. I mentioned in the intro that you have a manufacturing facility there. Now, I mean, your products look amazing. I've seen some photographs of them. Are you doing your own packaging? Uh, you're doing your own manufacturing. Talk a little bit about Soup to Nuts, what you're doing there uh, with Silver Market Company. Yeah, so basically um, we 
imagine all of these different little parts as ingredients and containers, lids, all of these different things. So yeah, we um, have multiple different suppliers that we purchase individual raw ingredients from containers, packaging, and then we basically assemble all of that here. So everything that is that you see here that says Silver Market Company on it, it has been manufactured by us. Um, and that that's quite tedious uh, when you talk about starting a, a product that we have some products that take up to six weeks to cure. We have vinegars that take maybe sometimes up to 60 days to ferment. So it's a very, very long process. Some products we can make within a day. Um, oh, wow. Granted, we have all of the ingredients uh, available to us. Um, but soap is uh, something that we're going to expand on. Um, so right now we only make bars of soap, um, which was really something that's, when you're starting out soap making, one, it's easiest to learn how to make bar soap. Two, mm. when it comes to shipping, um, bar soaps are much easier. And when it comes to waste, it's uh, much less because there's not a lot of water, there's uh, less packaging, um, less weight overall. So now that we have the brick and mortar, we're going to start expanding into products that maybe aren't as sustainable as bar soap uh, per se, but something that we can offer refillables in so that we aren't um, really stressing, you know, all of our shipping sure. costs. Yeah. So that's, that's intriguing to me because, you know, like from a, from a startup company back when you started packaging your own things in 2015 and, and then really started selling this stuff in 2016 you had to learn a lot right not only creating products from scratch but then also how to package them how to label them how to market them set up an online store an etsy shop and all this kind of stuff what was what was one of the things that, that you learned from that experience of of going through all, all that process oh one of the things oh my gosh i just having to so i feel like where i i left I loved grad school. I almost feel like this has been like a PhD program. It's almost yeah. how I've been six years. And I think yeah. you have to be very self-motivated. There's been many times where even looking at the numbers, I'm like, oh, I should have like quit or turned around. Um, but I think it was one learning business and understanding that everyone can learn business. Um, and I think that I just happened upon a product that was good and something that I knew I could spin into a business. Yeah. But I think having, I don't know, I really think having my background in sociology helps with those figuring out how to make connections. I was already, I already knew how to um, navigate social media and marketing. Um, but I think right now the hardest thing for me is just like the actual, the, understanding the taxes of a business, the insurance, because when we started out, we were, we did everything backwards. So I, um, I started in my house, in my kitchen, and I outgrew that pretty quickly. Within two years, I had outgrown my kitchen. And so scaling up became a really big issue because we're in Point Pleasant. There's not a lot of commercial spaces um, that fit what we needed. So we need basically a commercial kitchen there wasn't anything like that available and it would have cost too much to rent a place and then put i don't know maybe 30 to fifty thousand dollars of renovating into it in a early, very early business that you know i wasn't even sure if it could withstand yeah. um how far we've made it 
But um, so I went to the bank and I and I I didn't own anything. I didn't even have anything that I could take to the pawn shop. I didn't own a car, anything. <laughs> and I basically my my banker was from my hometown, and I basically you know explained the situation to him. And I was like, look, I really need to buy this little uh, house, which was 750 square feet, to manufacture my products and to continue to run this business. Um, and he agreed to it. So I, I it was like $32,000 um, that I spent on this little house, which still needed its own fair share of work. And so because it was in a residential location, I couldn't sell direct um, to consumer. So I had to do wholesale online and then attend pop-up shops when I could. So I was restricted by my location. Um, but it also like provided me one, it was a really great way to start a business because I was able to keep all of my overhead really, really low. And I was at that time um, able to really focus on building my customer base. And then we were able to finally scale up and move into the building that we're in now, which is in downtown Point Pleasant, I was able to purchase it. Um, and I, I feel like with my business, I have never made a, a decision that was financially unsound like even when i bought that house to scale up i my fiance and i also work in real estate so we flip houses and so i knew that i could still even if the business failed i could still turn around and sell the house and it would be fine and the same with where i'm at now the location because i own the business um, and the real estate it's been really helpful but being in this location now has um, made it possible for us. Like now we have access to other chemical suppliers, whereas we didn't have before because we were in a residential location. We didn't we didn't really kind of look like a legitimate business on the outside. And so now that, now that we have that. So I think it's been just being creative and working with, I've learned that just because you don't have the proper resources to start or run the business of your dreams, it doesn't mean that you can't have that. You just kind of have to hmm. work your way or even fumble your way around, um, do some problem solving and then, and be patient with it. I've learned to be very patient. Yeah. You've just uh, dropped a lot of wisdom right there, which I think anybody listening to this show can, can glean some really great uh, nuggets there uh, of of growing at a right at the right pace about taking smart um, risks right because businesses entrepreneurship is in its by its definition is risk taking right you're mm -hmm. you're you're taking a risk that you know in order to to satisfy a need from a from a customer somebody out there that could be a potential customer so I, I love what you're saying Kelsey I think it's great and I just love hearing that that story um, you mentioned that you're shipping um, to you know products across the country what what is the primary geographic area that your customers uh, where, the, where are they coming from in other words um, that's a good question actually a lot of them um, so we ship a lot of products out west even when we when we first opened up we shipped a lot of products out west and i think back in 2015 2016 um, if you think about it people like in california washington were already looking for cleaner ingredients and yeah right and they were finding us on etsy um which i i absolutely love etsy i i've thought about um moving over to my own online like e-commerce platform but there's so many um 
so many issues with like sales tax and stuff now where the laws are changing rapidly. And I, so I'm like protected through Etsy. Etsy kind of does all of that um, dirty work for me with our online sales. That's why I like them. And they also already have, like for my niche products, they're Etsy already offered like a big customer base. Yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah. I was shipping products out West to people who are already looking for clean stuff and that were priced a little bit lower, I think, than other um, sellers. And I think that kind of has to go uh, with when it's being here in West Virginia, it's a little bit lower. Uh, it costs a little bit less, you know, with all of our overhead versus someone who is in California. So just naturally, um, we can have our prices be a little bit lower. That's awesome. Things Kelsey. Now very differently with shipping costs these days. Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask how many, how many employees do you have? Do you have folks that work, work with you on your team as well? I do. I have, um, three wonderful employees who are all, um, well, two have been long. Well, they're all longtime friends. Um, I've known two of them since high school, though. One is my sister-in-law now. And then one, has been one of my longtime friends from early, early college days. How cool and is I that? And I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. Yeah, that's Definitely. that's really that's really neat. What's been your best business moment since you started uh, Silver Market uh, back in 2015, 16? Which what's been your best business moment? My best business moment. I think my best business moment was. I think honestly, uh, I was going to say the retail space, like getting to this point in there, but I've, I've said that like so many times, but I honestly think that I want to change that and say maybe my relationship with Marquita and um, Ashley at Counterpoint Cooperative, because that was a big turning point for Silver Market. And I think Silver Market couldn't be here or exist in Point Pleasant without all of these other um, boutiques and small shops that are sort of simultaneously popping up and um, counterpoint is this little uh, a little co-op in downtown point pleasant that hosts a variety of of west virginia and regional um, artist work and marquita ashley and myself uh, started that up in 2017 i think and it was because none of us uh, we all had our own businesses none of us could afford to start something on our own and the town was dead the town was just desolate and so we decided that if we would just combine our resources wow. uh, that we could create this little magical place place in downtown point pleasant and people would start navigating to it and they did and i think without counterpoint having been there first i don't know if i would have felt as comfortable as i feel opening up a location in point pleasant so i think that those connections and that that type of networking has honestly been the greatest um has been my greatest business accomplishment i love it uh, yeah because you can't do you cannot do business yourself that is one thing that it's also been like my my <laughs> biggest failure was trying to do everything on my own. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Well, you know what, as you're, as I'm listening to you talk and you have these three strong women coming to this ghost town of downtown Point Pleasant at the time, and you guys are like, hey, if we're going to make this work, we got to work together. And that sense of community, that sense of collaboration to me is extremely powerful. And you're right. Mm -hmm. You can't do business yourself, um, especially these days, especially 
something we've learned over the last couple of years, especially with this pandemic and everything, is that, man, it's just nice to be around community and, and be in community with people, right? Especially that have common interests. So my hat's off to you. You guys are doing a fantastic job. I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Kelsey Boyd. She's the owner of Silver Market Company right there in Point Pleasant, uh, downtown uh, Point Pleasant, right in Mason County. Kelsey, let's get right back to it. What's the vision that you have for Silver Market Company uh, long term? What do you, how do you see that playing out? So long term, I expect to be here for a very, very long time. We have um, we have customers that started shopping with us five years ago, and I have customers who I feel like I've watched their kids grow up because I've seen them pregnant, and then I've watched their kids kind of grow into these toddlers. That's and, great. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. So my focus is to keep um, Silver Market a business that will be in downtown Point Pleasant for a very, very long time. but. I also expect it to kind of branch out into some bigger endeavors. Uh, we use a lot of plant-based materials, so I hope that one day we can grow a lot of our own materials um, that we can uh, process ourselves. Oh, that's cool. Um, yes, thank you. And then when, when I was starting this business, I read an article that said um, that when women find skincare that they love, they stick with it for life. And so I think starting this business, that's always stuck with me. So I thought to myself, if I, how do you one create a product that women will love for the rest of their lives, or figure out a product that anyone wants to use for the rest of their life, and then how to keep those customers happy? So, I just want to keep it a very kind of family-friendly, um, small business that I don't ever want to get so big that I don't recognize my customers anymore. So I hope that we can kind of stay this quaint little modest shop that we are, and then. Mm fluctuate with the changes um, as they come when needed. But yeah, hopefully we can be here with our customers until we're all old and gray. That's great. I love the vision. You know, you mentioned uh, social media as a way to market business. How do you attract new customers out there? I mean, today, you know, it's 2022. What's the best way to, to do that? Bring new business in? Um, well, word of mouth. So Typically, whenever a customer finds a product that they love, they will go and tell their sister, their mother, their coworker. Yeah. So basically, we ask people that, you know, when they find our product and they love it, to share it. And that's something that they can do by word of mouth or they can make a post on social media. Mm -hmm. um, whenever we do our online sales, we can track to see where um, the traffic comes from. So we know if it's coming from um Instagram or Facebook or directly from Etsy. And then also we are hopefully going to spread out into some new boutiques outside of West Virginia. Um, we have our own little shop, but we also do wholesale. So mm. I think when people find our products and other little boutiques, small businesses, it's, it's a really exciting. I think it's exciting for people to find us in other locations. And, and it's also a great way to collaborate and kind of piggyback on other small businesses, customer base and vice versa yeah that's that's great what's uh what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now uh one of the biggest challenges that we face is our supply issues right mm -hmm. now so because we are manufacturing we're using all of these different little parts from so many different places it's been really difficult to keep 
um, packaging in. Um, but I think I think we'll be over that in 2022 once we get our zero waste and refillables set up. Mm. So I don't want to complain too much about it. Yeah, that you know that's great. You you mentioned supply issues, and you know is that in, including um, you know ingredients for the the actual products as well? Uh, you mentioned like all the different plant based materials mm-hmm. and whatnot. Ingredients haven't been as difficult to come by. We have so mm-hmm. one one of the biggest issues that we will find with ingredients is that oftentimes maybe a cargo ship is delayed. So we use plant based ingredients, which means. And then all of our ingredients are sourced um, sustainably. Um, you know, our tea tree comes from China. A lot of our, uh, we have a, so many different ingredients that come from different countries around the world. So yeah, sometimes we have difficulties getting them in, but honestly, it's mostly just the glass issues that we have, which is very surprising. And I yeah. think, um, I think one of the biggest reasons for that is because there's really not very many glass manufacturers here in the U.S., so I think mm. there's just way, way too many companies like mine kind of fighting for all of the goods right now, and not enough people making them, and mm. and not great recycling set up for glass either. There's no glass, uh, really no great glass glass recycling in the U.S., which makes it a little bit more difficult. But mm. but now we just have to start reusing those materials yeah, instead I, of making no doubt. Refillable, right? Basically, is what you're talking about. Yep. Kelsey, what's uh, I'm I'm a big fan, student of leadership. What's one of your leading uh, or guiding principles of leadership? What's something that that you always lead with? Um, I think staying positive is a big one. It's so easy to get frustrated, and when you're frustrated, you kind of you easily make mistakes. So I think it's good to kind of take a break mm. um, to assess whenever you need to stop and, and take a take a bit of a break. But also I think seeing business is something that's very, very difficult. I think if you find something that you really love, um, it's going to be extremely difficult, but I, I think that you have to love what you're doing in order mm. to, to start something from scratch. So let that be. I, I think being patient and grabbing the magic when it's there and when it's ready, don't push it too much, kind of visualize what you want and wait for it. And hopefully it'll come. That's great. I love, I love your perspective. You know, I'm a big believer that maintaining a positive attitude, especially when they're, we're in the midst of something that's unpleasant, right? Maybe it's a, a pandemic or a, a difficult season. That's the key to victory. You know, but it also, you know, having that good attitude, a positive attitude enables us to enjoy the journey as well. It really does. It really, I mean, I can think about 101 different accomplishments or things that I've done in this business that I never thought would be imaginable, but I don't, I never take time to celebrate. Like I've never just stopped and had a party for a silver market cow and didn't even have a ribbon cutting because it's just like, I'm ready to be on to the next thing, but staying in a good mentality and I, people in Point Pleasant. So we have this thing here called cheap corn stalks curse. And I, I think that it, it really kind of it plays heavy on the town. Like I think even people who aren't superstitious kind of, oh, it's, you know, Cornstalk's curse. Like it's just the way of the town. It's way, it's the way that things are there. So I think 
when you change that mentality and you have the power to, you can set your mentality however you wish to set it. You can mm -hmm. rely on other people to make it for you, or you can do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think definitely a simple shift in perspective mentality, keeping positivity is very important. I'm reading the book right now. It's a, it's a classic from the early 1900s is As a Man Thinketh. You know, and uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. James Allen, it's a it's a kind of a famous self-help book from the early 1900s. And uh, it's kind of based on the proverb, as a man thinketh, there he is in his heart, basically. But, you know, it, man, woman, you know, you understand what I'm saying. But but it is it's we are what we think about, you know, and if we decide to, to that we're going to think about gloom and doom and, you know, watch the negative news all the time. That's mm -hmm. how our heart's going to feel. But I think especially in business, if we're optimistic and 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 seeking to help people, serve people, uh, that's uh, that's a lot better, uh, in my humble opinion, a lot better for the journey, especially. And the outcomes are a lot better, I think, as well. So I, I, I'm curious, you know, you're you're a young person, grew up there in Mason County, went to school, started your business in 2015, 2016. What's one piece of advice that you would give to young people? Maybe they're thinking about starting a business. Maybe they're, they've got this entrepreneurial heart that they want to explore and see if they can bring an idea to the marketplace. What's one piece of advice you would give to those young people? Um, I would absolutely do it. I think that failure is going to happen, but I think that that failure leads to success. I, I think too many people are scared of failure. And I think that's why a lot of people don't embark on business because it's almost like, yes, inevitably you are going to fail. Like I have done so many, I've made so many poor choices in my business and cringe worthy things like on a day-to-day -day basis, just little, little mistakes. And mm. I'm the only person there that can correct it. So I'm like, so just naturally in your own business too, like there's no scapegoating. Like it's just me, myself and I, when a problem arises, <laughs> But it's also so, um, I think that's like so captivating and like uh, it can be entertaining at times, it can be overwhelming, but it's also brought me the most incredible rewards. Like yeah. I, I, I'm 32 years old and I feel like I've experienced something that very, very few people get to experience. And that's just having, seeing people's reaction to loving and valuing something that I make with my own two hands is that that's a feeling that cannot be replaced. And I've had a lot of incredible experiences and I've traveled mm. and done a lot of beautiful things, but nothing has compared to someone coming up and buying a $15 product that I bought because they love it so much to gift it to someone else to share that magic with them. Yeah. Um, so I think that I would encourage anyone who has, I think naturally, if you have, some people don't, don't want anything to do with business. And, and I think that's wonderful too, because you need so many people to make a business go around. But I think if you are someone who has that gut feeling that is drawing you to that area, I think that you need to experiment and play regardless mm. of if that means starting two businesses that that go downhill before you before the third becomes like the greatest one, you know? So I think allowing yourself to fail mm. and be really playful is really important um, for young mm. entrepreneurs. That's great. Great advice. I appreciate you sharing that. What's one thing that you do, Kelsey, every day that you think contributes to your success that you're having? Um, I'm really grateful. I think every day I wake up and and I so I get to come to work um, and work with my best friends. And I think that is 
that's one motivator right there. But when I worked for someone else, I was I was working in Charleston. I was commuting maybe almost three hours a day, and then also oh, wow. spending time in like this little basement lab. Um, and I was either by myself or just not really enjoying like much of you know my company. And so if you think about how many hours a person spends of their lifetime at work, like why why wouldn't you want to spend it with like the people that you love the most? Um, mm. So I, I've been able to create that for myself, and I oh, hope cool. that other that opportunity also. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that perspective. What's one book you'd recommend, or maybe it's even a podcast uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners? Um, well, pod, I loved when I was first started, like probably the first two years of my business, I listened to How I Built This. Yeah, like uh, I Raz. Yeah, yep. Um, and I, I was so uh, obsessed with how other people ran their businesses. Mm. Like I, I would even Google like, how much money should a business make them like i would just everything i would try to google all these little questions that you know were only relative to my business so i never really got all the information that i wanted but i by listening to how i built this i was kind of able to one I, I was inspired by how many other successful people failed and continued uh moving hmm. past I think everyone, like I've had so many days where I've just been like crying in a corner <laughs> because I, you know, I just didn't know what else to do. Like, and you, you kind of have to like reassess and think about where you want to go next. So I mm. think being able to listen to other people's journeys and knowing that, yeah, it's, it's fine. We all kind of hit those uh, roadblocks and have to, you know, kind of put on our big kid pants and get past <laughs> it. Uh, and then as far as books go, like I, so right now I'm like, I just read like plant, you know, guidebooks and stuff. <laughs> I, one of my favorite authors was, is Malcolm Gladwell, who is yeah. a really famous social scientist. Yeah. Uh, his book Outliers, I really, really loved um, because it reminded me a lot of Appalachia and having a, so mm. that book, he talks a lot about um, basically how opportunity impacts someone's success versus just straight hard work or raw talent and i found that to be really interesting on top of how mm. sort of like your ancestral background affects your behavior on all these different things so i thought that was a really interesting read that i found really relevant to um being here in appalachia yeah absolutely i, I actually had a, a chance to uh, see him speak live several years ago and he was a great great speaker and that's a great book too and we'll make sure I'm not sure if that is on our list on our research resources page of positivelywv.com. We have every single book that I've asked that question to every single guest on this show oh, since 2017, and we have a list. we have a whole wow. uh, whole library of books. Uh, if that one's not on there, we'll make sure it's on there because that's a great one. Uh, Kelsey, uh, we've covered uh, a lot in this interview. Uh, it, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your story, or about Silver Market Company? and your products and, and uh, what, what you're doing out there in Mason County. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've, I, I feel like all of my customers should know that we're ever evolving and changing. And so I feel like if, if you want to come on board and, and follow us on social media or the journey, just um, we're, we're in it together. We've all, I've, I've been learning all of this stuff kind of at the same time that I've been sharing it with customers. So yeah, yeah. it's, it can, get in, it can get interesting sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think well, that's that. great. 
Well, you know, speaking of that, Kelsey, how can our listeners specifically learn more about Silver Market Company on your social media channels? What's the best platforms? And we'll make sure we get links up to all these. Um, we Instagram and Facebook, um, we're quite up to date on. We are working on a TikTok account right now, which doesn't really have, um, they're mostly just bloopers. There's really nothing good to show on there for now. But we have silvermarketco.com. And then if you go to there, you'll be able to find links to all of our social media. Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure, like I said, in the show notes section of the podcast on iTunes, Google, uh, Google Play, and then on the uh, Facebook Live, we'll make sure we drop all those in there as well for you. Uh, get you some, get the word out about Silver Market Company. Kelsey, I just want to say it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. I think what you're doing there in Mason County, especially with the collaborative you got with those other businesses right there in uh, downtown Point Pleasant. I think it's really amazing. I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive business stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend, Kelsey Boyd of Silver Market Company there in Point Pleasant. Our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you with her business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website at PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, uh, your positive reviews and encouragement along the way as well. And of course, we love it when you guys share these episodes on your social media channels too. Uh, and be sure to check out our weekly show, the PWV Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders succeed in their business. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business, entrepreneurship, and nonprofits in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Hampton Hill, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 